Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. I was excited several weeks ago when the folks working for Bill Maher said, you're going to be on the show on such and such a date, and the other panelist will be Neil deGrasse Tyson, the famed astrophysicist. Indeed you were. So I quickly purchased his book. It's called Starry Messenger, Cosmic Perspectives on Civilization. Totally buy into the theme. You can remember me coming back, in my case, just from Europe and uh, saying, you know, we are so myopic in this country. We think only about ourselves. It's a big world out there, and we're really not thinking about the planet generally. Right. Right. He takes that to a whole new level and says, "Okay, step back now from the entire planet Earth, not just from the United States. And you're going to see that there are many unifying perspectives that we share. So that's cool. I like the thesis. But even better, Neil deGrasse Tyson in this new book, Starry Messenger, intermittently explores how we might appear to space aliens who arrive on Earth. So. 
I get to the Mar show and it's an hour before we go out and I'm in this small dressing room and Neil is next door and I have now the opportunity to accost him and ask him your question. My question, Your question, which is, which is, if aliens arrive, do we want them to be religious? I think he thought I was a nut, but he participated no, no. and played along. He's a big thinker. I don't think he had a problem with that at all. Let us see, because this is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Tell the truth, Neil. When I when I ambushed you and asked you that question, you were like, "Who the hell is this guy?" <laughs> no, <laughs> I. Um, it's a delight to be ambushed by cosmic queries. Anyone. <laughs> uh, your answer your answer in the end was no wait wait to which question now do we want them to be religious these aliens that you talk about oh, right, you right, know. right 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 it's not uh, well so i don't want to impose uh, uh, any kind of bias or preference on others especially not aliens what i will say to you is if they are religious or uh, or ha- or follow doctrines that are not founded in objective reality then they could end up making decisions regarding us that that acts of reason and 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 logic will not penetrate and so because Generally, if you are very sure about your own religion, or and and basically every religion is very sure about their own religion, and one thing most of them have in common is the certainty that every other religion is false. Right. So, if we had religious aliens coming, there is no telling how they would treat us all, uh, and and there'd be no have. Let, let's sit down and reason this through. There, there'd be no such conversation as that. In the book, you talk about Apollo eight. And and one of the, the parts of the discussion that I really appreciated is how uh, Bill Anders, James Lovell, Frank Borman took turns reading the first 10 verses of the book of Genesis from the King James version of the Bible. So is there, was there religious reliance, at least at that moment? Are you cool with that as a man of science? There's a very funny exchange where you talk about uh, atheist Madeline Murray O'Hare. I won't give it all away, but how do you kind of square all of that? No, it's not a matter of squaring. I'm just saying it's not, I don't know how you would have a rational argument with an, a religious alien if the religion of the alien is different from everybody's religion on earth and they want to engage in in holy wars against us because we can't sit down at, around a table. So now... Um, that's just I'm just being that's just an objective statement about our survival under those situations. Unless their religion was just peace for everybody, that's possible. Um, and if it's just peace for everyone, then they'll just come here and say, "Oh, they have religion too. Let's all be peaceful." It's just that the history of humans interacting with other humans has not typically played out that way. So now with Apollo Eight, just to be clear, for those who don't remember. Apollo 8 were the first astronauts ever to leave Earth for a destination, and that destination was, of course, the moon. They're not as remembered as Apollo 11 because those astronauts landed and walked, two of the, three of them, of course. Uh, Apollo 8 orbited the moon and took that very famous photo of Earthrise above the lunar landscape. And they were launched in December, and what made this biblical reading a little more poignant is that they were orbiting the moon Christmas Day. Christmas Day. 
And they felt compelled to have a broad, one, one transmission uh, Christmas Day that where they each took turns reading three or four verses from the first ten verses of Genesis. And they're out on the moon. They're the first ones to see Earth as this ball floating in space with no hint from anywhere that someone is going to come help us from our problems, right? So who am I to judge how they feel or what they're compelled to do upon seeing Earth? We went to the moon to explore the moon, but we discovered Earth for the first time. Now, you mentioned Marilyn Mario Hare. She was the head of the American Atheists at the time, and she sued the U.S. government for this mixture of of, 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 you know, NASA plus religion. And I, you know, I, I felt that that's not fully uh, being sensitive to what they experienced. They experienced something no human being ever had, ever. And so, so if I was only 10 at the time, but for me, if I had a conversation with Marilyn Murray O'Hare back then, I w- and, and I said, D- were you the one who was sat on top nine million pounds of thrust and traveled for three days, a quarter million miles out in space and orbiting Earth's lone satellite and looked back to Earth? Are you, did, did that happen to you? And should say, no. So then I say, well, then shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> right? I mean, what? <laughs> you know, allow people a moment to respond emotionally to something they encounter. That's all. That's all I'm trying to say here. That's in the book, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it. Uh, in fact, it's on page 50 for those who are following at home. Hey, oh, that's uh, earlier. That's early. The uh, book is not that long. It's a 200-page no, book. But yeah, no, it's, it's great. And, and by the way, Neil, uh, uh, like a dope like me can follow along and understand most of it. So thank you for that. Um, you are so I, not a dope. Let me just clear that for your listeners. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. 
Flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest Internet with faster speeds rolling out every day and Internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. I am really uh, excited about, I don't know that I'll see it, but I'm really excited about where we're going to be by 2050 because actually you talk about the pace of change. Uh, I think you said that we've, you know, that, that, We've been around or or our ancestral roots have been around for only 1.5% of the 3.8 billion years that the earth has hosted life. And you talk about the pace of change in just the latter stage of that. And you talk in 30 year increments. And then you say by 2050, there's a real prospect that mental illness is cured, that cancer is cured, that we can regrow lost limbs I mean, is, is all of that as realistic as you make it sound in the book? I hope so. Well, so, so you say that slightly out of context. So let me put that back in context. I was celebrating the rate at which progress has unfolded basically right. since the latter industrial revolution. So the last 150 years, it's been extraordinary on a level where at the beginning of any 30-year span, pick any 30 years. I do that from 1870 up through 2020. But you can pick any 30-year increment and look at how people were living their lives at the end of those 30 years relative to the beginning. And there is no correspondence between the two. uh, It would be unrecognizable to anybody fast-forwarded by 30 years. You can go from like 1900 to 1930. 
All right. 1900 people are celebrating the, the railroad and they have blimps take, you know, dirigibles taking people and they're all getting happy about that, extolling the virtues of it. 30 years later, we're flying in an airplane which had not yet been invented across the Atlantic. OK, so I, and, and we fought a whole world war and 80 million people died from that war, plus a virus. I mean, uh, the flu, the Spanish flu. There's there's so much that happens in a 30 year period. Point is. We get to 2020, and I'll say, I'm not going to – you know, whatever you predict for 30 years from now is going to be wrong. I said that because you can't. It's, when it's exponential growth, you, we think linearly. It's a, it's, a, it's a weakness in the wiring of the human brain. If you think something happened a little bit today, you increment it the next day and the next day. That's why hardly anyone except scientists predicted the spread of the coronavirus. OK. Oh, it's 100 in the city and then it's a thousand the next week. Oh, we'll get this lick. No, it's a million a month later and then 10 million and then a billion. OK, that's an exponential growth. And our brains don't think that way. So what I said was, I'm, whatever I say about 2050, I'm going to be wrong, but I'll do it anyway. So <laughs> that's the context of this. Uh, all right. So I, here's why I, you, the list you gave. Here's why I think we'll make great advances in neuroscience and fully understand what goes on in the human brain. And here we have these, these whole institutions of mentally ill people, and I'm thinking, if we fully understand what's going on in the brain, we can fix that. Right. Why not? Once you right. understand it, typically we fix it. And, and uh, regrow limbs, I, I threw that in there. You know why? Because we all grew up, you and I are about the same age, we grew up with teachers telling us the human form is the greatest evolutionary thing. No, it's not, okay? And one way you know it's not is because newts, for example, can regrow legs. Can we do that? No. But we have common DNA with all life form on Earth. So I'm imagining once we get in the genome, find the genome that regrows limbs, toss it into humans. Why not? And put, uh, put service, um, you know, uh, uh, military folk who've lost limbs at the front of that line. And so if, other, if, it could, if nature has done it for other animals and we have the power over nature that we expect we might have one day, let's give it to us. You said in the book, hopefully I got this right, you said something that I, I could understand and appreciate, which is to, to understand the difference between what it means to be in the orbit of the Earth versus the moon. Imagine yourself holding a school globe of Earth and think about the orbit as, I think you said, one centimeter above that globe. If you want to get to the moon, you got to be in the next classroom about 10 meters away. And what stands out in my mind is that, and I really appreciated the sort of political dynamics of the book, you said that while there are very few things, maybe just the Hoover Dam and the Great Pyramid of Egypt that are visible from the orbit, everything that divides us is invisible. Think borders, think politics, think language, skin color, those you worship. And that, for me, was the most compelling aspect of Starry Messenger. Will you address that? Yeah, thanks for, for mentioning that. The, this bit about just being a little bit above the Earth, uh, yeah. that is in response to people coming to me and say, do you want to go into space? Because we have this billionaire's boys race, right, uh, going into space. And I'll say, well, I'm an astrophysicist, and if you look at how far from Earth they go, if you t think of Earth as just the schoolroom globe and ask, how high above Earth did they fly? Right. Did William Shatner go? Did, yeah. uh, you know, all these folks that took the, they went the thickness of two dimes above a schoolroom globe. So 
to me, as an astrophysicist, I can't, I, sorry, I can't call that space. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Boldly going where hundreds have gone before. If you want to send me into space, give me a destination. And such a destination would be the moon, Mars, or beyond. But you don't have to go very high up. A high airplane would do it, but certainly even those low Earth trajectories and definitely going to the moon. You look at Earth now, and it doesn't look like the schoolroom globe with color-coded countries reminding you from early on or teaching you for the first time from early on who your enemies are and who your friends are. That's a different color of the country. They're born on a different side of a line in the sand or across the ocean. Or, and we, we, that's weird. That's disturbing. Because when you look at Earth from space, you don't see color-coded countries. You see oceans and land and clouds as nature intended you to see Earth. And when you see it at that distance, all of international politics just fade away. And you think to yourself, boy, that's petty. I opened the book with a quote from an Apollo astronaut. In fact, that quote is the book. You don't have to read the book. Just read the quote. All right. If, if you have a minute for me to recite it here, please, you develop an instant global consciousness, a people orientation, an intense dissatisfaction with the state of the world and a compulsion to do something about it. From out there on the moon, international politics looks so petty. You want to grab a politician by the scruff of the neck and drag him a quarter million miles out and say, look at that, you son of a bitch. That's that's Edgar Mitchell quoted in Time Magazine, 1971. That's the cosmic perspective. The next time you're here, will you bring it? I mean, invest a little emotion in my program for the benefit of my listeners. (laughs) You started it. I was calm at the beginning of this conversation. I, I, I like a bo- I like a book that upfront gives me the thesis. Human eyes alone are insufficient to reveal fundamental truths about the operations of nature, and the Earth is not the center of all motion. Hey, Neil, what a privilege. Sorry for the ambush. You need to know that, like, for 10 years, I've had this ongoing dialogue with my audience about religion and alien life, and so I couldn't resist when I finally met the great Neil deGrasse Tyson to take it up with you. And then here it is in your book with Mary Madeline O'Hare. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, just a quick point. Uh, if, if we're going to be visited by religious aliens, have them send their 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 holy doctrines in advance so we can study it so we'll know how to interact with them and not get eaten by them okay thank you my friend good to be with you all right good thanks for having me. thank you neil degrasse tyson ladies the book is called starry messenger starry messenger so there there's the answer he's I mean, always uh, fair to have an excuse to ask the question of whether aliens come, do we want them to be religious? Because we really haven't solved it yet. The funny thing was, after I ambushed him on Mar, I'm just now replaying this in my mind, because we're, we're in these these small dressing rooms where, by the way, they had they had assembled a bar on my desk. Oh. I don't know if they had for him. I had one beer. I didn't, I didn't want to be hammered going out there. <laughs> okay. And so we did the thing where we talked about this issue. And then he said to me, look, you know, you're the political guy. I'll look to you for the politics and I'll handle the science. Perfect. But there was such overlap because so much of it was political in his book. And and Bill appropriately, I I think, went to him. But it is my my London, you know, model or analysis. I, I go away and I look at Big Ben and then I come back and I'm like, wow, it's a big world out there and why are we so caught up in and R's his, and in and, R's and D's? And but you heard the, even bigger. You heard the way he just right. expressed it. Right. 
So uh, that's why I thought it was uh, it was particularly compelling. But I, I know so little about these these matters. I didn't go to the you know school of animal husbandry and science, as I like to say. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the book's great. Starry Messenger, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program. Weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day, and internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So, while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.